Hi, Sim. Hi. Are you doing anything fun this Labor Day weekend? We uh, are posting this on Tuesday. So yeah. we should have been talking about what we did this Labor Day weekend, even though we're recording this in advance. But oh yeah, I had a blast. I took a quick trip to Rome. Nice on what a else? private jet. Really? Oh, it was amazing. Did you watch anything on the on your phone while you were on the trip? No. Well, the the jet has a video player. Oh, it does. Yeah, that's amazing. I watched Home Alone two. And it was just you on the plane. You got the whole yep. plane to yourself. Got the whole plane to myself. Bopped into Rome. Did a little shopping. Ate some food. It was amazing. And now you're back. Saw the Trevi Fountain. Now I'm back. How much did this whole trip cost you? <laughs> <laughs> the Trevi Fountain. <laughs> I love it. You know, flipped a coin. <laughs> made a wish. Wish that you weren't here. No, if I'm just you kidding. you were able to do that, if you had that kind of money, and I'm guessing that you'd probably have to have in excess of $100 million in net worth to be able to do a trip like that all the time, would you do that if you had that kind of money? Or do you think it's a complete waste of money? No, I would, I would donate it to all the causes I believe in, Sim. <laughs> I, 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 I <laughs> no, sort of No, would you? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, of course I, I would. But for three days? Maybe. I mean, didn't like Tom Cruise do that with Katie Holmes or something on the first I'm sure day? he did. Yeah. I'm sure they, they, they had this amazing courtship. I feel like that would be a, a long first date. I mean, you're talking, you know, whatever, a 12-hour flight. How much would you pay to be a, just sitting there? <laughs> to be the flight attendant? Or the flight attendant, or just watching, or even listening. If they were recording their conversations or just watching Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes on their first date, fascinating. That would be so fascinating. It's just a long time for a first date. I mean, at some point, do you run out of conversation? I don't know. Is it like, okay, is it now? Is it okay if I turn on this movie? <laughs> How quickly before they got comfortable where they're like, all right, I'm going to put on a movie right now. And they just sat there comfortably in silence. Maybe he had like a mariachi band or something fun on the plane. Maybe there Are was you like, saying that because of the mariachi like band in, in Jerry Maguire? Comic. It's something about Jerry Maguire and mariachi bands. Did oh, you really? make that connection that way? I didn't. Maybe, I, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was back there deep in the shallow yeah. recesses of my gray matter. Well, you continue to impress me, Anna. Oh, yeah. Thanks, him. So last week, Kat Dennings, do you remember the call with Brittany from New York? She was conflicted about choosing between two women she is dating. And oh, she right. recently started yes, dating women. Yes, yes. She likes them both equally. She doesn't know who to choose at the risk of hurting their feelings. And uh, you told her that whatever person makes her happier is the one that she should choose. And that prioritizing her own happiness is important as well. You also advise Brittany to be honest and gentle with both parties and that she might be able to tell who she should be with by the way they react to finding out about each other. And Kat added that when she's confused, she writes down her thoughts and reevaluates the situation before she makes any decision. And that maybe Brittany should uh, take a break from both of them to figure it out. And Kat also reassured her that she's not a bad person and that she demonstrated a lot of empathy by worrying about the feelings of her significant others. And of course, you and I agreed. And we also noted that a lot of people don't think about who they're hurting, which is true. Yeah. So we received several emails from listeners. Jessica Did we give from bad Den advice? Yeah, I don't know. Well, listen, this is interesting. So we received a lot of emails from a bunch of listeners like Jessica from Denver and Lauren from Vancouver who felt that perhaps that we went a bit too easy on Brittany and that she needs to be more honest with the two women that she was involved with. So I'm going to read one letter. This is a letter from Meredith and she's in Milwaukee and I thought that she had an interesting perspective. Hey, hi, hello. I'm literally typing this as Sim is saying, we're going to get so much feedback on this. Fuck you, Sim. So I'm going to share some feedback. 
All right, Brittany, girl, you're going to be okay. My advice to you is to try to just be as yourself as possible. You're in the stage where you're trying to figure out what you're into and the kind of person you want to be. Like Kat said, you clearly don't want to be the kind of person that isn't being honest. Dating is hard because with women, we feel really comfortable very quickly. Sometimes that can lead to getting into something serious quickly, and sometimes that could lead to confusion between the people you're dating. It's totally okay to date more than one person, but the communication needs to be open and honest. Some people can handle it, and some people, me, get so anxious that they want to hide under a bed forever because the thought of hurting someone's feelings is unbearable. My advice to you is to walk away from both ladies. Be honest about what you're saying, but not so honest that you dig yourself into a hole. Let them know that things just got a bit out of hand, and since you're new here, you didn't exactly know what to do. If they know you and trust you, and trust the person that they've grown to care about, they'll forgive you. Maybe not right away, but eventually. I've been stuck in the middle of a situation much like this, and there was zero honesty involved, and I was heartbroken for a long time. Eventually, I got over it. I started dating again, got into a relationship that was way too serious, and I lost myself there for a while because I just wanted to be with someone. That eventually ended, I started dating again, and now I'm with my girlfriend, and I've literally never been happier. When we first started dating, we were both seeing other people for a while. Eventually, we both realized we just didn't want to date anyone else. One day, you're going to meet someone that is going to make you not want to date anyone else. You're going to talk to her about when you were first coming out, and how this happened, and it won't be a big deal. Hell, who knows, maybe you'll end up with one of those ladies in the long run. As crazy as it sounds, love finds a way. Sorry this is so long, and Sim and Amy, congratulations on the incoming kiddo. Super exciting. Best wishes, Meredith. Thanks, Meredith. That's great advice. I think so, too. Right? Yeah. But she's saying, you know, take a break from both of them. Yeah. That's not, that's kind of contrary to what you were saying. You were saying choose, choose your favorite. No, I think I, I thought, and you know, it's, it's always, as you know, Sim, it's when we're talking to the callers, we always want to be really respectful because we don't understand, uh, we don't know them. We also don't know everything that's happening. Right. So, because I love our listeners and I love our callers, I want to always respect that they're giving us, you know, what they view as, as very truthful to themselves. But no, I do think that she could be questioning a lot of things in her life. And I thought I thought Mer- Meredith's point about how some people have tendencies towards falling in love really quickly. I am one of those people because I crave intimacy. So th- that is also something to be reflective about. And now here's Gerard Carmichael. He's the best. He is amazing. I like it here. Thanks. Feel, it's very uh, zen here. Thanks. It's not in my mind, though. Is it a lot of my mind noise is and like voices? racing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm an actor. Do you think that uh, the kind of troubled whatever feeling helps you have access to emotions better, or is it just turmoil? That's. I think that uh, that's that's a heady question. Oh my. <laughs> No, no, no. But I, I think that um, part of being like, it, I think that people assume that because you're an actor, you're um, an extrovert. Mm-hmm. When really, I think that it's the release of a like an extreme introvert. Yeah. Do you all, do you know what I'm saying? It's all played out behind your eyes before the world yeah. ever sees it's it. It's like I've I've been lonely most of my life and. And that's why I like bleach my hair blonde so people think that I'm friendly. Is it by choice, the the loneliness? Do you just like push away from 
social because I, I have a weird oh that's interesting what do you like okay wait yeah tell them tell i me. have this weird thing where i i have this uh, uh, uh my friends i love to an almost obsessive degree and I, I genuinely love being around people and i like noise and i like you know motion and i, I like being surrounded by that sometimes and when i'm in that i'm in that and i also kind of prefer to be howard hughes and just alone, and I, I'd spend a lot of time either with people, and by choice, as much isolation as possible. It's this kind of dichotomy. So I, 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 I guess I'm saying I love the idea and the concept of friends, but also I think I love being alone more. So I would choose that over. Do you have a lot of friends? Um, I have really good friends. Like I have probably like I don't know what the number is, but like were you like that growing up? Did you have like one or two friends? I had that would that a you... core, yeah, the core group of people that in North uh, in North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Where in North my brother calls it North Kakalaki. Oh, is your brother from the early nineties? <laughs> he went to UNC where he <laughs> made he made us all be Tar Heel fans. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. UNC has the uh it's a very nice Martin Luther King Boulevard that runs through you would see Chapel Hill. It was shocking. MLK's really belong to who it belongs to, like in a way. And I went, it, it just didn't have the characteristics of uh, all the other MLK's I'd been on. I went through Chapel Hill and someone <laughs> someone said, like, you're on Martin Luther King Boulevard. And I was like, no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> I didn't believe them. Gerard? Hi. Gerard, did I say that right? You said it right. I a sort lot. of did. Yeah, people I, will say Jared. I never correct anybody. I know because I'm Anna, but not Anna. Uh, and so oh, and I never correct much. anybody either. And uh, uh, that was a good choice feels... of either instead of either for <laughs> Anna and Anna. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just had a really good rhythm. <laughs> I'm Anna, not Anna. I don't correct people. So wait, when did you move out here though? Uh, 10 years ago. And you're feeling so far? It's cool. I like people. I've always I've wanted to move to New York since even before moving out here. But you have friends and you. But wanna... you're OK. So sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you did. I know it totally did. OK, so I've been watching um, for the first time. I actually did some research because I'm fascinated by you. <laughs> um, but so I've been watching a lot of your stand up. And here's what I've noticed. <laughs> you have a brilliantly slow cadence. <laughs> and which is like calming and surprising and sometimes jokes will slip under the audience because of that do you know what i mean yeah like sometimes you'll say something that's so fucking brilliant like the audience won't quite catch up to it yet yeah i rebel against the rhythm of stand-up comedy yeah. a lot i don't really uh I don't really like the rhythm of stand-up. I, yeah. I think it's like real cheap and corny a lot of times. <laughs> Being honest, I like the rhythm of uh, speakers, and I probably listen to more traditional orators than I do uh, traditional stand-up comedians. Just because it's like you know, I, I'm like before going on stage, I'll I'll listen to like recordings of like fireside chats or like <laughs> just like. <laughs> I like speech. I like speeches. Like I like hearing that rhythm more than I like. Um, it's something kind of desperate about the need for right. your yeah. laughter. Yeah, and I don't really feel that desperation while on stage, so I don't enjoy the. Tempo I do, of it. but how do you fight against it? I would like to learn from you. I mean, you just say. It. I mean, you just have confidence in the thought. I think. Yeah, I don't. 
but <laughs> at all <laughs> not really but you got a whole like council of voices that could oh, yeah but, but i'm arrogant enough here's the thing i'm fucking arrogant enough that i don't want to hear them i'm like <laughs> i am a pleaser i want people to like me but at the same time but, i don't but, want people to like correct me or like adjust me in any way even if it's you yeah oh yeah huh. yeah yeah no it's fucked up that's why I don't have any friends. I like that. No, I like that. I don't want people to correct me, even if it's me. You rebel against even the voices in your own head. Wow. Dear yeah. God. Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a the, keeper. You're a, you're a rebel. You're the, you're the uh, author Fonzarelli of uh, <laughs> inner voices. So wait, though. I have a, I have a lot of questions I want to ask you. No. Um, so stand-ups, traditionally, when we've had them on the show, mm-hmm. have been are most entertaining and for me the most fascinating people. Oh, you're not going to get that here. But no, 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 no. But, but here's the caveat. Um, <laughs> that they're like the trickiest to navigate because it is a solitary exercise, yeah. I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, inherent like kind of loneliness in the art form, yeah. Could you see yourself, you know, a massive movie star and still doing stand-up? Is stand-up like kind of a, a, a soothing addiction it uses two different parts of you and your brain i mean you look there's a reason why traditionally not traditional why am i just saying the word traditionally a lot it's a reason why you <laughs> when jim carrey you know becomes an an actor like truly an actor you, you he can't do stand-up anymore you there hasn't been a you know no disrespect to anybody but there hasn't been a good example of someone doing stand-up full-time and being a good actor like you it just uses two different parts of your brain like and it pulls you in two different directions because Dave Chappelle said this about just like kind of the access to information that stand-up uses and it's such a you're using your brain so much and you're analyzing everything and even just by nature of being on a set and the awareness is so high of camera and just everybody in the room you're you're very aware of uh as a stand-up comedian because you're trained to have that awareness and it's important and it's imperative for the job but like as an actor there's a you get lost in you know what you're doing and like you you kind of get lost in like this role and well i well uh, yes and to expand on i think a little bit on what you're saying it's sort of like with stand-up there is the necessity of reinvention of comedy and with when you're acting in front of a camera it's like how do i morph these words into something that's also inventive or like yes in, in creative and and that's a whole different challenge it's a different challenge yeah you don't have to choose but you should <laughs> you uh, know like you don't have to choose between what's, the two, the, like, what's the easiest way to make money oh stand up well it's a reason like <laughs> i should do stand up then well it, it's a reason because i just want a lot well, of money well live performance is just like you know you know you can charge t- there's not a lot of overhead for stand up it's just you on stage with a mic cool. and a stool and so you're not paying a band and a you know most people don't invest in like a light show or something so i'll do your light show you would you <laughs> i'm <laughs> who, who are your favorite stand-ups that influenced you or that you like or whatever um any of those questions yeah i mean i guess it's uh again it, i'm not just saying it just to say i it, it is like speak i'm probably as influenced by like 
the cadence of like my uncle <laughs> who was like this minister as I am, you know, or or uh, and he had like a stem. have you heard Mussolini's rhythm? Okay. No, no. <laughs> give us a give us a Mussolini. Rhythm. I can't come do on, it. Come if on, I could do that, on. you think I'd be doing this? Like, Ciao, Bella. <laughs> but like 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 I just like rhythm. It, Mussolini. <laughs> it's kind of like a it's a rhythm thing. Like Louis Black I could listen to even more than I just like laugh at him. I love his rhythm, you know, like stand up wise. I, I like the way he sounds. Your voice is really good too, by the way. I was Thanks. listening just now. It's really, really good. Thank you have really great diction. Thank you. I try to be like soothing. It's very soothing. Yeah, but you know, what's going on in here is yeah. like there's like 18 hamsters. Yeah, but your voice is like, around. it's like a really, like an organic peppermint tea. <laughs> oh, oh. I like that as opposed to the strong gin and tonic that I just served. This is really nice. This is really nice. <laughs> this is a nice, yeah. Why would you, you do you leave? Why would you leave here? I do. I, a lot because of light. I have to like make a, uh, money doing another job. Oh, yeah, money. I forgot about that. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm on a, a show called Mom. Super sexy. It's really great. You're really great. Oh, thanks. No, I, I enjoy the show. You know, we met once. Yes. Do you remember? Uh-uh. But I do remember when you came in through the door and you were like, oh, it's so nice to see you. And no, I was I, like, oh, yeah. I was going to say it because people, people do that to me. It, it's a really unfair thing. I, I think everyone should reintroduce themselves unless we're like friends. Tell, just tell me. Okay. Tell me your name. Don't make me play this game with you where we <laughs> say we're, like it's, yeah. but but we met once on um at, at a uh dinner at a at a jewelry store. What? Yeah, it was years ago. Wait, wait, wait. okay, we had you, you have to tell me tell, tell me this. We sang songs and danced. It meant oh, a lot to shit. me. Don't worry about it. No, no, what the fuck? You have to tell me. <laughs> come on, come on. No, you remember? No, take a sip. Take oh, a sip okay. and All then right. okay, we uh Beverly Hills. That, yeah, was, was, that was a small sip, by the way. Yeah, a little, I mean, it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. all right. I mean, the okay. sun is shining. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wait. So we're on. We're in Beverly Hills. Um, I'm being obnoxious. No, you're very kind. And we, we sang some songs, and we were, we, it was a dinner. at a, It was like the opening, I believe. <gasps> uh, do you remember? Yes. Now it's coming back to me. It was on the west side of, like, I want to say Beverly Drive. Of uh, Melrose. And it was, uh, yeah, on the end near... Um, uh, APC and uh... what, what are we saying? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't remember. I remember singing. We had both. I bet, I bet I was good, though. We, every, everyone, had, everyone had had a had well. fair share of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the song. It's always what you want to do playing. in a jewelry yeah. store yeah. opening. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta just get wasted at the jewelry store. Um, okay, wait. I, I do want to ask you more about um, about doing stand up because I do. I, I try to wrap my head around that idea because I fell into comedy like unwillingly. 
whatever. That's our sweet dear listeners are tired of hearing some of this shit. But oh, wait, about okay. you just falling into it, they don't want. Yeah, to because I wasn't ever. I'm still not funny. I, like, and so it was a very odd experience to be in the world of comedy and in Hollywood, you know, there's a division between like drama and comedy and, and that startled me and I got thrown into comedy and, uh, and I just, I, I'm not great at it because I feel a deep sincerity just in general, um, about things, which I think makes people laugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think expressing, your thoughts as as if it's the most important thing in the world to you is yeah. is important and yeah in any but in any speech but that's, <laughs> but that's what I also way. love about your standup is that how opinionated you you have without being preachy at all you have strong opinions and I love even though I think at one point you sort of deny that you're like I don't like people with strong opinions but you do you have strong opinions you have strong opinions against your strong opinions <laughs> 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 just be rebelling against even the concept of strong opinions yeah I don't care no I don't it, that was just that was the place that but I you're went, an like, observer yeah so do you feel that way do you feel that you are oh yeah yeah, I'm, I don't know if I'm an, I'm an observer, but I have really strong opinions about things. Like, I really like KFC. How and often do you go to KFC? How often does my assistant go to KFC? <laughs> <laughs> how often do you send your assistant on a run to KFC. get to the colonel? I don't know. Well, listen. All right. We're in a tricky position here because mm-hmm. I want to be kind as a boss. Yes. And the closest KFC... Is a little bit far away. Yes. So all Postmates. Where's the nearest KFC to here? Like yeah. Malibu? Yeah. No, no. There was one in Malibu. I mean, there is one in Malibu. There was one in Malibu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that was the last time. That was last week. Yeah, we got the whole thing. Really? We got the, like the big bucket. We got the mashed potatoes. We got the biscuits. Oh, so good. Do they? They mm. don't have. Uh, they don't have baked beans there anymore. And that was important to me as a child. I enjoyed KFC's baked beans, and then they got rid of them. If I could use my platform for anything, it would be to. Get, get KFC, baked beans back ba- at KFC. KFC. I would also like to get uh, Aaliyah's music on iTunes. I think that's very important. Yeah. And I would like for Dasani to not exist. I love that. I, I love hate Dasani. All three I of hate those Dasani. Things. And and if there's anyone, I hate Dasani too. If there's anyone that could do anything about that, I plead. It's us because you. you're you're constant. Here's what sucks about Dasani. One, they add sodium, which no, fuck no. you. No, no. And. Okay, can I what chime in do? here? Why, why are you trying this to This is all the fucking 9-11 shit, though. Because of 9-11, like, you can't go to the airport. Your only option is Dasani. And it's yeah. like, fuck you. Yeah, it's the worst. Your only option is Dasani. I'm constantly in on or flights. Fiji, or Fiji, yeah, which or, I like. But Fiji, I can... Just don't add sodium like, to the... I'm not asking for much here. I don't think that's asking for a lot. It's like, hey, could you... Hey, Coca-Cola, could you deliberately not make this water shitty you have to i'd almost rather you not filter it than add sodium for taste it says yeah no how dare that do you will you ask sim sarna right now if he's nervous because maybe coca-cola would one day be a sponsor you know that that was going through my mind the entire time here's the thing i was sponsored by coca-cola once before 
I did this like web like commercial thing once like years ago and they were like in the contracts it's some type of exclusivity thing and they're like you know we'll send you beverages or whatever and I was like okay well I'm you know coke I like I like coca-cola they were like we'll send you Dasani and I was like no no. And I was like, I'll gladly pay for my own water just to keep that away from me. I don't want my family drinking this shit. I don't want to drink this shit. <laughs> it's it was it would be rude if we sent Dasani to third world countries, that would be almost as bad as bombing them. <laughs> okay, wait. It's rude and disrespectful and they should stop. It is a terrible, terrible product. But Coke is great. <laughs> Coke is great. Diet Coke is great. I love yeah, all of Coke sure. products. Yeah, yeah. yeah everything They're else. Amazing. But we love Coca-Cola. But as a, Dasani you know, if they ever want to sponsor hell. us, we do love you, Coke. But fuck Dasani. <laughs> really, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Gerard? Fuck Dasani. I'm getting angry thinking about it. Gerard, quick question. I'm going to sprinkle that throughout this so it can't be edited out. Fuck Dasani. Fuck Dasani. So, so what did your mom do? First of all, fuck Dasani. First of all, it's it's also a weirdly exotic name for bottled water. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking It's like that, yeah. it like gives you more promises Decided. than it delivers. Yeah. Is that It's like are, it, maybe, there's too many maybe, vowels. Maybe it's the theme because it sounds like the name of like an island girl, so maybe yeah, it's exactly. like they're it's trying like, to also well, capture ocean water. Yeah. Maybe that's the theme. They're just take like, "Oh, we have salt, so it's like a place where women wear coconuts swimming. for bras." <laughs> <laughs> What scientist at Coca-Cola drank water and was like, you know, this is missing. <laughs> like that, that just sounds like a level of evil that could only exist in a cartoon. I could only see that as like a plot of season three of Captain Planet. It's I, like we I, have to listen. stop the man from adding I, salt I to the it. water. <laughs> Here's the thing. We have to pretend that you're single. You can tell us if you are or not, but it's up to you, but you don't have to. Okay. But these are, would you date women in these professions? Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a masseuse. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like a, a kind of an, I think everyone who's dating anyone should try and convince their partner to become a masseuse, even if just for them. Okay. If someone wants to like, she makes Rub a lot my of house calls. Head, even I'm, I'm all about that. Okay, but she makes a lot of house calls. Oh, you're saying like a no, no, from no. a perspective of being no, I'm jealous just, about wanna, like no, her no, just no, going. Just, I just want to know how you feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I would, I would, I could handle that. It's cool. All right. Yeah. So she's like, oh, I just got back from Jerry, Jerry's place. But Jerry's probably 69 years old. It's just Jerry Brockheimer. Like, no, it's not. Oh, yeah. Jerry. I'm completely cool with. I would probably like give her like scripts and treatments. Like, oh, well, tell Jerry I have an idea for Beverly Hills Cop 4. <laughs> oh, you'd be you'd be great, by the way. Oh, I wouldn't want to be in it. I, but I Why have not? an idea for it. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm not going to do any more like um, no more trains that have already left the station. Like, you were no offered, you were offered Beverly Hills Cop four, I think they or five. I think they did four, right? No, they did. They did they three. Did three, but yeah, so yeah. So you wouldn't take it if you were offered the lead. No, God no. What? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, Eddie. I think Eddie should do. I mean, if it's going to be in the lineage of it, then do it. I would. I, Eddie didn't want to do it. Yeah, then do we it. don't. They do want to reboot it with a younger. Like, well, seen, what about with me? Have you seen Home Alone three? Have uh, you seen it? I, ha I probably don't remember it. No. You 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 turn on your television. 
to watch Kevin McAllister get in a little bit of mischief, and then you see a kid who is not Macaulay Culkin, and you go, who the fuck is... Why would they do this but they're doing it I mean, to it feels every like movie. someone put salt in my water but if they're doing it to every movie so someone else will get I'm the job i'm gonna take this as far as I can. yeah but they'll and they'll do it and it'll be fine yeah would you write it uh yeah you would write it and yeah. direct would you direct it maybe maybe i mean it you know because the aesthetic of it was disrupted in the third one so yeah you could kind of reestablish in the fourth so yeah. maybe i can't even fucking believe you what First of all, I would totally fucking do it. <laughs> but, but in fairness, you... Look, I, I'm about to like remodel this shit. Yeah. I gotta take the backsplash out. You've been very clear about money throughout <laughs> this... Uh, about this song. I'm mad. I do, I do get that... Yeah, I... I've I would already expect sold you to out. Sign to it. Yeah. I've been here for 20 years. <laughs> Listen, I, I jumped into... I was in like Transformers 5. Which was fun working with Michael I would never I do know, that I know. I did see some of your... You were great at press, by the way. You were like, it was so fun. Oh, so thanks. so fun. I ran. Oh, thanks. That's just because I genuinely don't give a fuck. <laughs> you were so good, though. I need to take lessons from you. <laughs> no, just don't. You're already... Don't, you're, I know, but... That's what the genitalics <laughs> Okay, wait. Just, so, just internalize it. Let yeah, this be yeah. your spirit. <laughs> oh, it is. It's feisty. Yeah. Um, okay, so wait. Flight attendant. I, I don't think there's many professions that I would be like. I'm okay, not wait, dating. wait, wait. She's gone a lot, though. Yeah, that's good. We yeah, should I, we should miss each other. I think that's healthy. I think I'm gonna say this about everyone. I think everyone who's in a relationship should ask their partner to become a flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's very healthy. I think these. I think so far on the list, everything has been great for relationships. Don't you miss missing people? I'm not on social media, and, and I have a friend who's always upset with me and just like, uh, oh, you're not on Instagram. Uh, like, I posted this picture from vacation. I'm like, well, now you get to tell me about it. What do you think this is for? <laughs> this is our Instagram. I don't need to see you when I'm not seeing you. I don't want to know what you're doing. Surprise me. Yeah. Go I, be a flight attendant. You're out for whatever amount of time. Great. We'll come back with stories. You'll share. I'll share. Come back with a new adventure. Don't Bring something to the table. People bore you right all the time no i don't think people bore me i i just think i i, I get excited when people want to show their most interest in self all right all right so we're gonna go on to a proctologist yeah sure why not wait what's a proctologist again that's the uh i think it sort of involves a little bit of anal yeah yeah that's the anal yeah, okay, exploration. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean you know i mean wearing gloves is not like the okay but <laughs> just wait, wait, raw wait. dogging in the Wait, <laughs> <laughs> just just like raw dog, and they cut, like just finger, just just strangers, assholes, and coming home. You want a sandwich? Like you know what I mean? Like it's a pro, it's a prof- <laughs> <laughs> Sim never cracks up like that. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm just picturing. Just I, I can't even. I've never heard that before. Raw well, dogging assholes with your fingers. Yeah, but imagine there's a professional version of like. <laughs> I think I could handle that. I think. I mean, you know. All right, all right, all right. So all far, right. he's three for th- well, you three for three. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing: with guys, oftentimes they are they are more likely to be very willing of professions um, that I think women would explore more, and women would be a little bit more like, well, I, I don't know what like what would that entail? Like, I'm saying you're not inquisitive. I'm inquisitive. I I would prefer the job be 
interested in uh, yeah, I don't really care. Okay, okay, whoa, whoa. Have you dated somebody that makes more money than you? Uh, no, but I'm not like I don't I haven't been in any you like really, long term. Oh, you haven't? No, no, no. Wait, ever? What? Never what do you mean? really, yeah, no. Okay, but no, no, that was such a vague question. Okay, so wait, what do you mean by that when you say that? I mean, exactly. I haven't had like a long-term relationship. What's the longest relationship you've had? Um, <laughs> I can see you like I don't, I like don't even I don't know in your converse yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't. They're not really relationships, I guess. Really, they're sort of hookups. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. If we're being honest, it's like yeah. uh, hookups with like movies and YouTube videos and uh, yeah, YouTube you know, videos. Fun, maybe dinner, <laughs> you know. Um, do you want to be in a relationship or no? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. I don't. Why? I, I don't know. It's uh, it's just not something that I am excited to make time for. Yeah. At right now, and that can change. Like that, you know. Just I guess it's like by nature of what my day-to-day is like or whatever and i I just don't want to make time for it right now is there somebody you don't have to say any anything about this Mm -hmm. really but is there somebody that you miss do you have like lingering in the back of your head is there like because guys to me have this um idea of sort of like the one that got away yeah and no 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 let him go (laughs) (laughs) because all of it because we're all Dating who were dated by nature of like circumstance, the the whole like like the concept of like soulmate and the one for me is great for cards and Instagram captions, but not a real thing by any stretch of the imagination. You are partnered with and find the person that by nature of circumstance you work near or live near or at a party with and the fact that it happened once means that it could happen so a, you are a, like a countless amount of times you are sort of like the anti-romantic like no but i think that's really romantic i think that's very romantic i think it's very realistic to, it's realistic but i think there's a lot of romance and realism in the, the the sense of being open and and there is a chance that you can maybe fall in love at any point and probably not so but wait, also have you, maybe have you ever you've never is. been in love not in the i i've felt infatuation i've been you know, really enamored and, and like uh, intrigued by someone and like that type of stuff. I, I love, I don't know, it's kind of a blurred line because I feel a similar way about everybody it, it, in a sense that like, I you know, I feel connected and I, it's kind of a zero to a hundred type of thing where a, a lot of even my best friends I've met and we were like almost instantly best friends <laughs> kind of like an immediate thing so like i'm open once i accept a person or a relationship i've accepted them and so living in that space of like i really enjoy being around someone i really love their company i love them you know i i don't love the dynamic or the the concept or the restraints of a relationship but i can love the person does that make sense but i also just haven't made time for it but also, I bet that for you, and I don't mean to be presumptuous, but I bet that somebody who makes you laugh is probably one of the more attractive qualities. Oh, yeah. And I bet that's really hard. You're hard to make laugh. No. 
Yeah, you are. I've been enjoying myself this whole time. No, no. Yeah, but listen, that's because you make yourself laugh, which is the same quality that I have. I crack myself up all the time. Yeah, It's so obnoxious. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best. You're just enjoying yourself. No, but I, I truly, and it's the same thing with friends, it's being able to trust someone with a thought is really important to me. Like trusting your filter does that make sense? Like bringing a problem or an idea or something to someone. It's someone that you're excited to hear their response or their take or their like their take on your thoughts. Like I don't I don't I never really need anyone to just listen to me. I want you to be a engaged. I want you to interpret, you right. know, and engage in like when you trust someone's interpretation of thoughts or ideas or problems, that's really important to me. Even more than making me laugh or whatever. It's it's that so as you're like crafting what your standup does and forgive me if I'm misinterpreting this or you're an amazing storyteller and an observer at the same time. So oh, thank you. your standup sort of goes through these cool like waves of you'll be telling a story, but you, you don't like punch your punchline. You don't like land on it heavy because <laughs> you're making the assumption that the audience is right there with you, which they are. I just I kind of just stop once the thought ends because like it, it's sometimes the uh, the inclination to just you know add on and add on and just like ride this wave of like you once you have them and they like this thought like you can just add tags or whatever if you will but I I, I usually just like to take the thought as far as I could take it and then I was like and it ends there. What's it feel like to not land a joke well that you're proud of? I mean, I don't mean to say that as a, I'm no, just no. like it, trying to. I, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today about some of the best jokes or thoughts are ones that initially just didn't work at all. Like I could trace back a lot of things that have been some of the more uh, rewarding uh, things I've said on stage that the first time I said it just got nothing. Just coldness in the room. But did you still believe in it? Yeah, you know, you know when a thing is good. You know, like you know when it's when it's there. And the thing that stand up does that I think applies very well to a lot of other art forms, and but you have to do it in stand up is it's a trust exercise. It it forces you to trust yourself and your instinct over anything else, over any other outlying like factor and. At its best, stand-up just builds that. It builds your confidence in, like, this thought. It's like, no, there's something there. I, you you trust the sense of excitement that you get around a thought. You trust the the eagerness to share it, and, and you just have to. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is that because comedy at its best is commonality? Being able to relate to something uncomfortable or something familiar or like, you know, whatever it is. In a, sen- in a sense, I think it's specificity to situation or philosophy. Meaning if you're telling a story, the thing that will get a laugh in a story is like in the man in a, in a purple shirt, right? The specificity of the shirt and the, the same thing with like logic and uh, philosophy. It's like the specificity of how you interpret the idea is what gets the laugh. Like, oh, I haven't heard anyone have this take on this topic. So I think more than commonality is like, oh, just hitting this really specific point is what people respond to and what they laugh at. What I love, like a lot of stand-ups tend to, um, I'm not quite sure how to articulate this, but you do this wonderful blending where a lot of stand-ups will be like, women are like this, men are like this. And you don't tend to fall into those categories necessarily. Yeah, no, that's, I mean... You know, if that, those are the observations you make, then great. And maybe you you're like, yes, I do. <laughs> but but I, I but I it just seems a little false to me. You know, men, are, there are certain traits that you and whatever group like what? you are that like Tell us. what 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 do you who do you think women are? Oh, I think women are. I think clearly more aware of how they feel. And in tune with that, I think the men, and, and that's a generalization. And there are women who are not at all, and there are men who are more than some women. But I, if I were to make a generalization, I think the women have a certain awareness and and into things with a little bit more uh, compassion and a bit more innately <laughs> civil. Really, I think so. Yeah, I remember when, like, because I have an older brother, and when I found out that I was going to be weaker physically mm-hmm. than him mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. You, How old were you when you had this? This was a, around six. Really? Yeah. And huh. I was like, I don't believe in God. There's no God. Really? A God would not do this. Did you, you, a God that I'm supposed to believe in would not do this. You felt powerless? Like, just oh, like kind of... I just felt like, why, am, why do I feel smarter than my nine-year-old brother mm-hmm. and yet weaker physically? Why couldn't this God that we're supposed to believe in made me dumb, really dumb, so dumb that I would be happy. I would just be like, oh, yeah, okay, this is like I'm grateful to be alive, Mm -hmm. which I am. Did you apply that feeling to women or what did you feel specifically that that about yourself, that you were weaker? Did you see your mom as being weaker than your dad? No, because my mom's fiery and she's Mm -hmm. strong. And she probably did this to me <laughs> on oh, really? some level. <laughs> but no, no, I, I felt like it charged me through life, actually. Did it push you in a direction of making you say, all right, well, I'm going to be smarter than everybody in the room. I'm going to be No, strong, or- I just like laid low and I was like, I'm just waiting till I can get out until my world gets bigger. Yeah. It's an interesting thing because I always, like, because that is a... It has to be hard. I mean, I can only think of it like that feeling of like, oh, uh, well, I'm weaker and uh, helpless. Think, yeah. I have like four nieces and I'm always like concerned with their feeling of like their place in the world. Right. And just, you know, because we say these things of like you could do anything and you you just want them to own it and to know it and to accept that truly. Right. And it, and the, the biggest thing that I talk to them about, I mean, I have, <laughs> 
I don't know if this contributes. I don't know if it helps, but I just really always feel compelled to tell, like, especially my oldest niece, this is to when she, whatever she wants, like out of like life or professional life or whatever, like a lot of girls will get like when they take like this initiative and they're very assertive, will get like the label of like bossy and or not right, bossy or right, whatever yeah, or yeah. or whatever thing that someone tries to say to dismiss their ambition. It's like accept those things as compliments and yeah. move really, really strongly in the direction you want to go. I have a gavel on set with mom. Yeah. Yeah. And when people are fucking around, (laughs) I have a gavel. It's so fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. And I'll start to pound it. I'll be like... Just for quiet? Places. Places. Places, everybody. Come on. Places now. So you keep the gavel. It's not in your dressing room. This is like on a utility belt. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You just like pull out. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. (laughs) Oh, yes. That's fun. Even hearing the word gavel, the theme from Night Court starts playing in my head. <laughs> I wanted to go with, dun, dun, but that's Law and Order. I can't no, remember. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. I'm, yeah, no, wait, no come on, me. come on, come on. No do one it. needs to hear please, me do, do a it, terrible please, version please, of the please, Night Court please, theme song. Please. I also don't even know if I'm confident enough to do the chords. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wait. Have you ever dated someone who makes more money than you? Did we already ask about that? And also, I don't think you answered no, I'm well, no long term. So, no. Yeah. No, yeah. All right. Because I think that a lot of celebrities that we've talked to are not fully comfortable with, uh, you know, sort of that flip floppitiness of. Yeah. Well, well, celebrity is hard. Celebrity relationships is hard. I mean, you people can barely handle their own social media posts, the stress of representation to the outside world of your vacation to Miami is stressful and people can't like can barely handle that. You multiply that times a million with, you know, like with perception and maintaining that. And it, I mean, it makes it virtually impossible for like relationships to, you know, celebrity relationships to be. But Gerard, that's why I, like I started this thing. For for like that type of... Well, but a sense of of control. Like, okay, this is like an intimate... This is how I can sort of control my narrative to some degree. But also, I wanted to talk to people about their... Like, I wanted to interact with strangers without, like, the heaviness of a celebrity interaction. Yeah, it can be really heavy. And it it comes with sometimes this unspoken set of rules of communication and engagement that's like oftentimes a little false it's it's difficult you know it can be difficult to interact then yeah this does feel more natural than uh you know the conversation we would have at uh some like post emmy party yeah or like we're backstage at jimmy kimmel yeah and like hey, oh my god it's great to see you yeah uh, yeah the kind of half focused like right interaction yeah, yeah yeah half focused i like that um okay so uh, ideal girl? Should I not even ask you that? That feels like, is that like low hanging fruit? No, I mean, it's not. I, I don't know if I've composed. It, it kind of, it okay. just depends. Let's say she's a flight attendant. Masseuse. Masseuse. Uh, Proctologist. <laughs> she's one. She's an amateur proctologist. Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay, that and then we found the she one I would, fun. would not date. I would not date a recreational what? proctologist. What? Oh my yeah. god, you totally would. 
you know, there's whoa, a, just whoa, off, whoa, just come off on. of the inevitable lawsuit. I'm not gonna do that. No, she off said... your your like basement or treehouse practice of pro- I'm fine. Would you date an actress? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're open. You know, I've like casually dated actresses that you know that knew, are was, like knew date, it was going nowhere players? but we all knew it was going to go nowhere <laughs> they didn't they they're mad they here they know. come we brought them all here <laughs> <laughs> they're about they're about to come through that front door <laughs> that would be <laughs> yes, fun. that would be that would be a delightful <laughs> one like, oh you left your sweater <laughs> that's what i would say like, i've been meaning to text you you actually left your sweater <laughs> You told me you were going to give me a line. <laughs> no, it's never under that pretense. That's definitely. Oh, you don't make false promises? No, you separate those two things. It, you know what I mean? Like You have to separate those. How do you do that? I mean, you can date actresses that aren't on the project that you're currently on. <laughs> there's a lot of actresses. <laughs> like, there's a lot of actors out in this world. It doesn't have to be <laughs> on this set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So uh, yeah. you're keeping yeah. uh, you're hot keeping, set. Just you're, means you're don't touch in the your props. Lane. <laughs> it doesn't mean date your fellow. Um, okay, should we take a quick yeah, break? Yeah, take a quick break. Then okay. we do calls. Okay. Go ahead, Laura. You can dial Jamie now. Jamie is in Illinois, and she is 23. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi. Hi, it's Sim. Anna, say hi to Jamie. Hi, Jamie. And Anna's going to introduce our special guest to you. Hi, Anna. Hi, we're here with Gerard Carmichael. Hi. How did I do? You, th- you nailed it. What do, what do people usually say? What do, uh, uh, what do you The people get? that can't say Gerard will say uh, Jared. Sometimes Gerard. they add an extra Gerard. R. It's like yeah. Gerard. Or I know, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Hi, Jamie. Sorry about that. That's okay. Jamie, we're going to talk about your friends here and what's going on with them. Yeah, so um, I have these two friends that I work with. Uh, We actually met through work. They're Mary and Chris. And in the beginning, we were really good friends, and we all kind of hung out and did stuff together. And then um, just recently, there was kind of a falling out with Chris, and he like there was like choice words spoken. And um, so... Mary always wants to invite Chris wherever we go. Like we'll go to lunch or go to dinner or end up doing something after work. And she's always like, oh, let me ask Chris if he wants anything. Let me ask Chris if he wants to go. And so she's always wanting to have him around. And since this falling out, I haven't really felt the best when I'm around them. Like I kind of feel like an outsider and like I can't speak my mind and I can't say what I want to say because I'm afraid of being like judged, I guess. So my question is basically like, how do I tell Mary that I don't want to hang out with Chris all the time without making her feel like she has to choose in between us two? Oh, boy. It feels like there's a lot to unpack here. It feels like a simple question with a lot to unpack. Do you not want to hang out with Chris ever? Or do you are you going through just a thing where you just don't want to be around Chris right now? Um, I'm not sure. We haven't really talked about the falling out. It's been It was like kind of recent. So we haven't. I'm the kind of person I have to talk about it. And he's not really, he kind of just puts everything behind him. So we haven't really talked about it. So I, it might just be a right now thing, but I'm not sure. So are you guys all at the same level in terms of your, um, I don't know, the hierarchy? 
Um, I'm not quite sure what you mean. Well, it is anybody else like? Do you think that I'm just wondering if like Chris or Mary or or whatever, like so it has holds higher positions or are you guys all at the same level? I'm not sure for real, but it feels like they're on a different level than I am. Um, like they live a couple blocks from each other, so they hang out all the time, and I live about 45 minutes away, so I don't get to hang out with them as much as like they hang out with each other. Right. And would you like like the the truth of truth? Would would you like to be included more? Yeah, I feel like I would like to be included more. Um, maybe after we were able to like talk about what happened. Well, so I mean, if I- was there some? Well, but wait, was there something that that really happened? Like, was there a crazy night where like things got a little bit weird? Uh, no, so it was more of like a, um, he basically told Mary that I was like not doing my job right because we all work together. And so it kind of like our jobs don't affect each other at all. So he wouldn't know anything about my job. And so it was kind of just like a low blow that he didn't come to me about it and like didn't understand like why I did what I did the way that I did. I don't know if that makes sense. Do you, do you want to talk? Are you comfortable talking about that he was criticizing your job performance. Is that what was happening? Yeah, pretty much. And how does that affect you when he criticizes your job? Is, is he higher up than you? I think Anna's initial question was, "Where are when you guys work together?" No, he's not higher up than me. Um, his sister just got hired to do the job. I got promoted, and his sister got hired to do the job that I was doing. So I was training her, and he told me that I wasn't training her right and I wasn't doing it the right way. But like our jobs aren't intertwined at all. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know like what I have to be doing and like what our boss has told me to do. So he just doesn't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And he tried to tell me that I was doing it wrong. The initial thing is you, how do you talk to Mary about uh, not want to hang out with Chris as much? Right. And just being aware that it's kind of forcing yourself into deeper into purgatory, like trying to handle that situation. It's really a, it's a bandaid on a tumor because now it's this domino effect of like now Mary's weirded up because she can't hang out with you and Chris. She feels like she has to decide. And now she has some type of feeling toward you because you're forcing her to choose. And no one, it's just this domino effect when really the core problem is that uh, you didn't appreciate how, you know, Chris's criticisms. You, there, there's a problem there. It's something you're not talking about. So it's just lingering and it's a cloud over both of your heads. And so it's just this unspoken thing. And until you diagnose, until you solve that, then there, it, there is no issue really with you and Mary. It's just, you have to fix that. And look, the ability to deal with confrontation in like the uh, adult way and like communicate and it's the most important thing in your personal life and like your professional life and your ability to say like to Chris like look this conversation will only be as awkward as you allow it to be there is something that we need to deal with and we need to talk and I need to express how I feel and you need to express how you feel and and you you either come to a resolution uh, where you say, all right, we can now be friends or we shouldn't be in a room together. And then you and Mary will work itself out as a result of that, I, I think. Yeah. I don't know if you have romantic interests in, in anybody involved in this, which pulls the thread of another idea. But I don't know. I remember when I was 23, I was making my first, you know, the first scary movie. 
and uh, I had this stunt coordinator that I was really angry with and I went to our director and I complained and he was like, you're going to have to figure this out for yourself. And I was, I felt like completely hurt and betrayed for me. Like in hindsight, that was, that was like sort of a shift. So I did, I did. I was like, I went to the stunt coordinator. I said like, here's my beef. And, um, and he was like, all right, let's like work on this. And he must have known ahead of time that I was coming because he was really kind. <laughs> but no, I, I think that it's all, like all work negotiations are about savviness and all things like th- there will be days of heightened emotions and then there will be days where everything like just passes and how you sort of handle those elements says a lot about who you are and if you know and if um the these people are making you feel bad that's that's one thing if these two are sort of getting closer and who knows what's going on between them i think you sort of proceed forward without making too many waves i wouldn't say like mary i want to hang out with you because chris is going to be around Wait, you you don't think that she should address anything with Chris first? I don't know. I don't know. Do you? I think that she should figure out what's why you know why he has this thing with her. I think that they need to discuss it first and foremost, and and figure out if this can be resolved between the two of them first, so then that they can get back to being friends together. If that's what she really wants, I mean, who knows why Chris said those things to her? Who knows? And I don't think uh, Jamie knows either. Right. I would agree. I d- I don't have any idea. But just the idea of living in purg like, it, it, like I know a lot of my friends go through this kind of self-inflicted purgatory where it's all these problems that we, because it really just, we don't like confrontation. No one enjoys confrontation. No one wants to come and confront because we're, we're afraid that one will be accused of being too in our feelings or like, or being irrational or whatever. But you feel how you feel and you feel that way for a reason. And there is a cloud over your head in regards to that dynamic and that relationship. And if it's at work every day, then you're going into a situation it makes work worse (laughs) it makes it more uncomfortable so more uncomfortable for you really for you it's like address it get rid of every cloud that you can at least try you know it's on you to at least try to go into it with it when you're ready with an open mind with you know ready to hear chris out and ready to express exactly how you feel you know making sure it's mutual but get rid of the cloud like but what i wouldn't do is tell Mary that you don't want to hang out with Chris. Well, it has nothing to do with Mary. Right, right. None of this right. really has because anything Mary's to do with Mary. Because Mary's going to tell Chris, yeah. like, oh, you know, Jamie didn't, like, she told me this. I-, I think that you should tell Chris, like, hey, do we, like, get off to the wrong foot? I really, like, like hanging out with you guys, and um, and I want to do, you know, whatever. I, I, I want to clear things up between us. I wouldn't circumnavigate the, the situation. If you want, I'll... I'll, I'll talk to Chris mm-hmm. for you. Examples of good opening <laughs> lines to Chris. Uh, it doesn't have to be complicated. Really simple stuff. Hey, Chris, you know that shit you did at work? What's that about? <laughs> Con- icebreaker. <laughs> what was that about? You did a thing. I didn't like it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Jamie, do you feel like this is something you'd want to do? Do you feel comfortable talking to Chris about this? Yeah, I I think um, you guys hit it on the head, though. Like, I was just kind of worried about, like, being that person that had too many emotions or was that, or was that coming or that was coming at it the wrong way. But that's you know? what I, we talked about this. It was like yeah. what I was saying about my knee. Like, never apologize for how you feel. You feel that way. You feel this way. Something happened. You even if it's in your head, get it out of your head just to make sure it's, you know, like like expressive. Like you don't and it doesn't have to be confrontational. It, like the confrontation can be very civil and very honest and very you know it can be sweet and it's really going to be the cloud being gone even if you decide at the end of the conversation hey we shouldn't be around each other that feels so much better than the idea of like not saying the thing and like because it it has to make being at work a little uncomfortable seeing this person that you don't really want to see now you're avoiding them and you're avoiding interactions and now you want some green tea and you can't go to the kitchen because chris is in there and now how are you going to get the peanut butter filled pretzels? Yeah. I don't know what's in offices anymore. <laughs> I'm just like, it's, and, <laughs> it's, like a, it's all but, snacks from Trader Joe's. And Jamie, I, I hope that, um too, that like, because what also sounds like an undercurrent here is that it feels like, um, you know, you live further away than everybody else. And so it, like the feeling of inclusion. Um, but that's something to keep in mind, too, that not feeling a part of the group that these people are having what is perceived as fun or whatever without you. And and that, that also stings. All right, Jamie, how was that? Was that okay? Jamie, I'm, I'm yes, sorry, though. very good. Ugh, I'm sorry, though. Well, let us know how it all Please. shakes out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for Best sure. of luck. Um, I love you, Jamie. Thank you so much for doing this. I love you too, Anna. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks. you, Jamie. Bye. Bye. We have one more call, guys. That was a tough one. Yeah. That was tough. That was tougher than I thought it would be. That actually. was tough because there's elements to the story that we didn't have time for, right. you mm-hmm. know? I mean, it's just like like whatever. It, I don't know. I've, I'm very pro. I, I'm saying confrontation, but like it, very pro. Like, just let's just get it out of the way. Yeah, I know. I'm with you right you now. Know, yeah. like, any awkwardness, you want to get that. But we have the luxury of that, though. Yeah. Don't you think we sort of have the luxury of that right now? No, I think it's because... I think it's important. It was important. I worked at a shoe store. Like there was managers that made me uncomfortable. It was like, all right, I have to, I don't like the idea of dread and I don't like the idea of, you know, driving to work and feeling that thing. And so what'd you do? Talk to them. Always talk to people. And, and, and it's like, you don't even have to be the best at communicating just to, it's all just set it up 
at the beginning of the conversation, like, look, I'm going to express to you how I feel. And that, and this is uh, my so interpretation of something. power in that because mo- so many people don't do that. Yeah. Express how you feel. Always express how you feel. Because work is hard enough. Like, whether you like your job or don't yeah. like your job, you don't need the added pressure of these awkward social exchanges that are debilitating. Did you measure people in the little metal things? Like kids, you know. Oh, the, the Brannock device, the yeah, little uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was yeah. At my best, I was okay at actually. I guessing. want one of those. Really? Yeah, I can't now. Okay, what, what do I have? Gone. Come on, I can't come on, even come on, now. Come on. Uh, but if I were to guess, yeah, what you got here? You oh, it's oh, you're really small. So I would say like you're like a women's seven. So close. Where? Six and a half. Six and a half, wow. yeah. Yeah. But very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to perch it up here for the rest yeah, of the show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. So sorry. that means you could wear, you could also wear a uh, a five in kids. Really? Yeah. In youth sizes. Oh, my God. They run on the men's like scale. I like the liberty to yeah. behave like a child like I always do. But if I'm going <laughs> to... All right, guys. We have one more okay. call. We're gonna okay. call Jordan right. now. And you're so good. That was great. Jordan. Oh, no, thank you. Jordan's thank in Michigan. And he's 22. So wait, are you an UNC fan? Are you a Tar Heel fan or not really? I like the yeah. colors. Light, light blue. Light blue. That's a nice color. That's a great color. I have a hoodie that color. I enjoy. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Jordan. It's Sim. Jordan, are you there? Jordan. Hi, Sim. Hi. Hi. Hi Here's Anna. It's Anna. Hi, Hi, Anna. Hi. Thanks so much for doing this. Um, we're, we are here with Gerard Carmichael, who's Hi, giving George. great advice. He's actually really good at this. So I know he's going to really help you out with this part here. You are going through a situation. Tell us what's happening with you. I'm excited. Okay. So it's a little hard for me to explain, so I'm going to do it the best I can. I like to consider myself sort of outgoing. Uh, I took public speaking courses in college. I act, I write. uh, So I'm really used to putting myself out there and talking to people. I have this unbridled confidence whenever I'm performing. And even when I'm auditioning, I think I'm very confident, can take being told no pretty well. The problem is that whenever I try to apply that confidence in my dating life, it completely disappears. I don't have an issue talking to women if I don't have any interest in them romantically. But it really just kind of bums me out that I can feel so confident when I'm doing what I think is putting myself out there when I'm performing or talking in front of strangers. But I don't have the same confidence in my dating life. So I guess my question is, do you have any tips or how about how to maybe like bring that confidence I have when I'm performing or speaking to when I'm trying to ask a girl for brunch or something? Jordan, we, we were talking earlier about like the duality between how a lot of actors and and sort of people in our profession are extroverts and introverts at at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's easier on one hand to like, you know, to put on a character. It's easy for me to give advice, even though it might be terrible, but to not accept it. Um, And, you know, there's the the duality of of what we do. Um, And so I I don't, well, you know what? Yeah, well, okay. I, I think this is like you guys so, need to take over. Well, on so this. I mean, if you're not confident in something, it's usually because either you're not good at it or you don't really want to do it. 
right? It's like you approach, like, I'm not confident in swimming because I don't know how to swim. <laughs> so I stand at the edge of a pool and I don't really want to jump in because like, I both don't know if I'm good at it and I don't know how to do it. And, and also uh, another part of this is that those are two different types of confidence, like speaking to somebody that you want to date and what you do on stage are kind of coming from different places. Like your expectation of what that what to get out of that should be different. Like with dating, I mean, the confidence that you have on stage could be seen as aggressive if applied in social settings. I, you know, as a performer, I'm not bringing you me on stage, you know, in like a social interaction. That's a different thing. On stage is a presentation that I've prepared for that I've been, uh, you know, I'm now ready to present to a lot of people. And in a exchange, it's like, listen, I, this is something that I want. I'll present it to you as an option. Uh, I can accept yes or no. And then you kind of move on. It's just from slightly different places. Like, you know who you are, be confident in who you are, but like, you don't need to perform for someone. You know, you don't need to go and like, you know, give them this show just to get them to go out with you. It's just. I, I, you're exactly right. Jordan, I think like the best practical advice is to ask women questions. As opposed to feeling the pressure to sell yourself, it's like, ask her, what do you study? People want to always talk about themselves. Say something like, what's and your relationship with your dad like? <laughs> <laughs> Start maybe, maybe, there. Maybe. <laughs> no, but, that, that's my, but that's my pickup that, line. <laughs> it's just like, tell me what, what haven't you forgiven your father for? I, I Let's start tell there. You, if that not, would, this that isn't would be even going to work. That would be amazing. I've... I've I start conversations like that constantly. <laughs> what, what else are we doing? What are we going to talk about? It's been humid in LA lately. What's that about? What What are we doing? Jordan, none of this advice we're going to give you is going to be working for you at all. None of this whoa, is whoa, whoa. useful. Okay. None of it is because here's the thing. You tell Everything, me, like, when, what Anna was, at, was telling you to do, like you know, ask her questions about what did you? What was the question? I don't about? know. Ask like, like what's your favorite this is not, fucking puppet? I don't know. Listen, 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 listen. We're not giving him tips on Swedish what to ask chef. women here, okay? He's 22 years old. He He's already way ahead of the game right now. Jordan, you're already way ahead of the game because you are an outgoing guy. You are in theater. This is all practice. Practice makes perfect. You need to put yourself in these situations. And with Tinder and all these other apps, you're going to be face-to-face with all these women. So if you crash and burn, this is like when Gerard does stand-up. He's not, he wasn't a great stand-up right from the beginning. I was he actually going, pretty I was actually oh, You actually really were pretty good. good? All right, all right. Like, like first time but. was surprisingly, surprisingly great. But Jordan, great. maybe you won't be that. <laughs> yeah. For most people, if you're well. not Gerard, for most people, <laughs> practice makes perfect. You need to be around... As, you need to go on as many dates as possible and just talk to them. Get to know. And every single woman is completely different. There's no, there's no, if I, if there's I, no roadmap. If, oh, if, if I may, if I may. So going back to what I was saying, of like, if you have like some type of reservation, maybe you should check your intention. Every exchange and every interaction has some type of a, a, intention attached to it, right? Like you want something from it. You're 22 years old. I don't know what type of person you are. Maybe you want a relationship. Maybe you just want to hook up. Maybe, but knowing that and that informs your approach. Yeah. That informs like the honesty that you bring to the approach. Like at 22, it's like it's, it may be hard because maybe it is like, I don't know. Do I want to date you with the intention of like, like, what do I want from you? Like, what do you want from the girls that you're approaching? Like, like, and, Checking that, I think, really helps that first line of like, all right, well, 
it informs the sales pitch of you. Where do you uh, sell it? What really experience are you yeah. selling? Yeah, and also like don't forget like the people that um, that you may not have really seen. You know what I mean? That that are in your life that you haven't really seen, that aren't maybe as flashy, but are of interest that have common interests with you. If you want a relationship, but you I need know. to know. My brother gave me the best advice that I think applies to everything. Is like as soon as you know your intentions, let it be known. Like say it when you know what you want, and that that applies to interaction, to dating, to your professional life. Like when you know, say, that's what you're saying. You're saying your intention. Like now, your when you say line. now, how? But how forthright would you be with those yeah. intentions in the beginning? Because sometimes you might you might scare off someone if you're going to say, "Hey, I, all I want to do is sleep with you." If, did you scare someone off, or did you just save yourself a maybe, lot of time? Maybe, maybe. So you're actually, but most men don't have the balls to say, "Hey, all I want to do is hook up with you." Well, don't be a creep about it. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be. A, but it is a very honest like exchange of like, listen, this is what. I'm looking for, I find you very attractive. This is what I want. Right. Oh, absolutely. This is, you know, if that aligns with what you're looking for, know. then great. I, and I, I, listen, I love, I love a directness because mm-hmm. I don't like a game. Yeah. Because women can see a game. Yeah. From a mile away. I don't away, do the game but- for both of us. For me and you, I value my time. <laughs> I respect yours. <laughs> like for all of us. <laughs> so maybe we're in you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like, yeah, what, like yeah. again, don't confuse that for aggression and don't confuse that for like, because, you know, like, in, first of all, in a non-workplace environment, Jordan, it would be nice. <laughs> you know, like if your intention is to hook up, <laughs> like, like making it clear, I've, I've been rewarded for honesty, you know, for that just being, you know, direct again. <laughs> Don't be a fucking creep, Jordan. I so, <laughs> you know, I want to be I want to be your wingman. Yeah, but I but so be honest. Be, your be like be honest with what you want. You know, like I, I I've been really. Re- I don't know if you have or you have, but I've been really. I rewarded. wish I was. I mean, there. I mean, honestly, I've wasted so many times because I just wasn't completely clear with my intention, or I'm trying to figure it out. Or I wanted to make it known with someone, and then and at some point it just fizzles because I've said I to people, I don't know what I want from you. I just like your face. And what and what was the response to that? I don't know. I got I got That's a number. That's good though. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love you know, that. like like I I don't know like even if you don't know your intent, let that be just the yeah. clarity of that is really refreshing. Yes, but but Jordan's in a slightly different place right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's in a slightly different place. What do you mean? I mean that Jordan like like he's uh you know he's younger and he's like he hasn't probably i don't know jordan have you had like a long-term relationship i think my biggest thing too and i by the way everything you guys are saying completely is resonating i i a lot of i've I've thought a lot about this just on my own i'm 22 i think i'm kind of an oddball in that i'm not really kind of looking to hook up with anybody i'm really kind of just focused on like getting my life started and i've always I've always had this idea of having like the cookie cutter family, kids, nice big yard, house, all that good stuff. And that's kind of what I'm starting to look for now. So I, it really is, it might be a fear of rejection too is another thing, which I always joke is I can take rejection personally, but I or professionally, but I can't take it personally. But Jordan, Hey, I know that there's a lot of societal pressure for everyone to like check these things off the list, but it's not necessary. You know what I mean? Like, fine, you know, if you want to go to Nepal and fucking climb K2, you should give yourself a little breathing room. There, it really, you're, you're young. 
um, we're all young until we die. Um, I just came up with that. <laughs> I just came up with that. I, 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 just right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought you were reading someone's <laughs> yeah, tattoo. Yeah, no, just, just right now. I, I was like, who is that? We're all young till yeah, we die. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was really good. But um, no, but seriously, man, to like, like, please, I, I know that we've all felt that pressure to like, to get the, the shit tech checked off and, uh, and you don't, you don't need to just take your time and figure out like who you like as opposed to who likes you. Just be authentic with every woman you meet. That's all. Just be authentic. And saves a lot of time. Yeah. Eventually when, you know, listen, it doesn't happen for a while and you sound like an old soul. Um, and so it's going to take a second for people to catch up to you. Also, you could be married by next Wednesday, right? Like, like it, like life just kind of ha- like yeah. you'll be in a place. Like, if if what you're looking for is that, if your intention is that you are looking for something like long term and substantial, those things one you can't rush, and it like you you make it happen, or sometimes you don't even know where it came from. You, it's just practicing openness and when you if you see someone that you want to communicate or like try and date or figure it out like just again be honest immediately and like uh, don't and, be uh, a fucking creep don't, don't, <laughs> don't forget to be inquisitive <laughs> truly though like be be inquisitive so many guys talk about themselves and like girls you know we sit there and we like nod our heads and we smile and it's like okay you're selling like what, whatever whatever you're selling yourself as uh, okay I don't mean to sound like we're a collective, but um, <laughs> but, uh, but but asking questions like you know, so what are you studying? What are you interested in? Um, and it doesn't have to be like you know, why are you wearing that bracelet? You know, like thoughtful like, questions. Yeah, like th- thoughtful questions. Uh, somebody somebody that you want to be with is going to really appreciate that. Jordan, is this Jordan, good? Jordan, I hope that we please keep in touch. Also, I get it, man. I get the fear of rejection, like, you know. I yeah, get we the, all do. We, we all, all get do, it. Like, man. Just like oh, that fear. Yes. And we all make weird choices based off of that fear. Oh, God. And it's hard to get out of that. I it, picked a couple of doozies yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And and sometimes you end up in a relationship based off machine. of, like, the fear Somebody of. Somebody who posts lyrics of. Oh, wait, Rage Against the Machine. You've been in, like, some. Yeah. Rage... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you've seen some shit. Oh, yeah. You know it. Seattle. Rage against the Michelle, man. Seattle, nineteen ninety. Oh God. yeah. Oh Dear yeah. God, the heart oh, of yeah. brunch. How much flannel yeah. did you want? Oh, oh. <laughs> but I wasn't even cool. Really? Oh no, God no. I wore headgear. You know what's funny? Seattle nineties. That describes your aesthetic. It, that makes <laughs> everything made sense now. Like the shorts and the t-shirt and the like. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. I get right. it now. Let's say bye to Jordan. Jordan, oh, thank Jordan. you so much. Hey, hey, don't be creepy, bro. Hey, and Jordan, please keep in touch. Kill it, though. I love you. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Please keep in touch, okay? Thank Drop you. There. Get married. Thank get that so white picket fence, bro. Man's bye, Jordan. A, man's going to be in a Norman Rockwell <laughs> painting by Sunrise. <laughs> Gerard, Hi. thank you so much. This, this was, was really a lot fun. of fun, You're Gerard. Thank you. No, I, I enjoyed Drew like, Michael. Talking. Drew Michael, we need to plug that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it came, yeah, it came no, listen, out Listen, this was 
uh, I watched it yesterday. This was fantastic. I didn't. I was expecting like a stand-up, sh- like an actual stand-up show with right. with uh, with a crowd that's you know with an actual audience. But no, this is a completely different deal here. This is this is like an experiment. Yeah, for me. yeah. We. I mean, look, we filmed a man in a room with no audience. I thought his thoughts were interesting. We tried to find a cool way to capture it, and I hope people like it. And then with, with HBO, obviously, if HBO puts their stamp on something, especially with comedy, you know it's top notch. So, dear listeners, please watch this. This is really fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I adore you. In I fact, I you. want to tell you about a project that I want to pitch to you right now. Uh, uh, off of the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye.